Welcome in to another episode of the Can You Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Cody, Al, and Nick. Hello, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hope you had a great week, too. I did not, but I hope you did better than me. <laughs> Start, starting the episode off hot. Good to have you back, Nick, even though you lost a few of your matchups this past week. I think I lost three matchups by a combined less than 10 points. Yeah, not uh, not not a fun one. I lost one to Al, in fact, where I think we were only one team scored more than us in a 12 team league. Hey, that was a listener league. You can talk all about that. League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that was frustrating. We set Although... ourselves up for failure, by the way, because the three <laughs> of us, the, there was no possible way that two out of well, actually, I take it back. There was no possible way that all three of us could have been two and zero after two weeks. Well, I mean, I played Al this week, so obviously not. Um, I mean, Nick and I could have been two and zero after this week, but uh, not you, Cody. Not not after this week. Yeah, here's the deal though. Trey Lance, I was all in on Trey Lance. I only ended up getting him in two leagues, which I thought was interesting. But uh, I was all in on Trey Lance, and he is no longer a serviceable quarterback in the NFL. So moment yeah. of silence for Trey Lance. Yeah, man, that is that was, that was a good half second moment of silence. I like it. Well, I, I, mean, well, I, ha- I had to say something. That, I mean, that that is, that's a bummer, man. It I stinks, was, uh, man. It's it's absolutely brutal. I was I was driving. I was driving back to the cities from Grand Rapids, and I had my phone on the mount. And I saw the stuff start to come in. I first I got an athletic notification, and the sleeper one came in. I think even before that, Al's like Trey Lance is dead, or Trey Lance down, and then he said, and then he said down bad, one. yeah, for the season down forever. Yeah, I was like, oh god, my what? my exact words were Trey Lance is down and out, and then about thirty seconds later, and yeah. I said, and when I say down and out, I mean for the season. Yeah, and I, was oh, like, I, thought, oh. I thought you said forever. I was like, oh, great. What's going on here? And then it's like, oh, Trey Lance out for the season. Going to have ankle surgery tomorrow. Let's, <laughs> you know, to be honest, Al was overreacting for a good hour before this happened because it was it was tough. We had a, every one of us had a rough go at it for those noon games. And we were all matched up against some players that blew up, which we'll get to in a second. But I definitely thought Al was overreacting to the fact that Trey Lance got injured. I thought it was just one of those things where, oh, he you know, twisted his ankle or like, you know, just pivoted wrong or planted wrong and he'll be back. And oh, no, I check. And he is often a, uh, a cast, a leg cast or air cast or whatever they call that thing. And I'm like, oh, boy, wonderful. And the game had just started, too. So that's two leagues, actually. I was going to tell you guys just my luck in uh, in my work league which everybody gives me grief for because I'm 0-2 in. I am 0-2 in my work league because I had Dak in week one. No longer have Dak. He's on the waiver wires. I had Trey Lance in week two, and he's gone off my team on waiver wires. And so everybody can can hope and pray for Carson Wentz because he is going to be the next man up on my team, on my Do roster. Do not pick him up. <laughs> I will be so upset with you. You stay away from him. <laughs> no, I'm talking about in my work league. I... I already yeah, have stay him. away from him. No, so drop him. You're, you're drop a him kiss right of death. Now. Oh, grab grab Jared Goff. He plays the Vikings this week. <laughs> yeah. You're the Grim Reaper. Please, uh, hey Nick. Actually, I got I got to bring this up because uh, 
for like four straight fantasy seasons, my mom, uh, when she used to be a, the commissioner of one of our leagues, um, and for four straight years, she took a quarterback in the first round and for, and two of those years was actually Aaron Rodgers, And they went out every single year. Nick can attest to that. Uh, but it kind of funny. So, uh, Cody, you are taking over my mom's job at, uh, killing quarterbacks. I love it. I'll take the Terry role in, in, uh, the QB death March or whatever you want to call this. Cause it's not, it's not a fun train to be on. I'll tell you that. Can I suggest trading for Aaron Rodgers? No. But, oh yes. Oh, I get what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'll, take one I'll for the team. In. I'll go yeah. all in here. Yeah, you're right. I should. So, I'll, I'll trade for Aaron Rodgers. Although <laughs> the way the Vikings played this week, I don't think they could beat the Packers with Jordan Love. I mean, dear God, uh, we, we can talk about that later. You know, I don't, no, don't want to talk about it right now. No, we're, yeah. we're not. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm cutting you guys off. We are not talking about that, this. I we're like all going to be in I a like sour that. mood. Let's we're going to forget that this week <laughs> yeah. ever happened. Hey, at least it didn't happen in the NFC championship game like the last time. So, we're, oh, we're going to Hey, our listeners by the way, hey. our listeners give us some feedback. They love when we talk about the Vikings. A lot of our listeners are Vikings fans whether it's their first team or second team. So, at some point during this episode, we have to give our take on what happened. We we can, but can we not start the episode off like that cuz I don't want to be no, you're right. for the next hour and a half. <laughs> Right. I, I don't, you know I don't he want just to have works to. himself into a fit too. <laughs> we can wait. We can wait to have that conversation until the end. Then we'll then we'll end with something fun. Thank but you. you. But for now, uh, my goodness, you guys. I, I don't know if you want to kick things off. Where do you want to start? I know where I want to start with this week. Does anybody have? Yeah, I want to start with the injury report. All right, you're right. So before we get there, we'll do an injury report. We'll uh, we'll talk about a few of our favorite takeaways or our worst takeaways from week two, and then we'll uh, we'll take a break, come back, and we will uh, hit you up with the rest of our takes from week two. And I, you know, Al and Nick, I've been thinking long and hard about what we need to start calling our segment because Tuesday's segment has got to be something snazzy. We'll try to figure it out. Because Al loves the word trend, so I'm trying to figure something out that has the word trend in it. Oh, you know what? That sounds like a great job for you, Cody. You, uh, you can you can figure that out all by yourself, and I'll roll with it. <laughs> I'm not very myself. good yeah. with words, so I'm passing this job off. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And uh, I, you're you're just better at that, Cody. So yeah, yeah, that's a Cody man job. I don't. I'm not. Uh, We'll see. I've already put some time into thinking about it, which is uh, sad to say, but I, I haven't gotten anywhere. So if you two think of something, just let me know. But Nick, why don't, we, do. why, why don't you get rolling with injury reports, Nick? We'll talk about the ramifications or any sort of fantasy impacts that this may have on a team or a player. You know, we talked about in actually week one, Nick, I know you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode yet, but Al and I went through and, and instead of recapping the games like we did last year, like we told our listeners, we'd change it up instead of recapping every single game and talking about stat lines and going through each of the players. We just talked about players that blew up or didn't do well. And we we're talking about whether or not we see this being a trend. But before we got there with the injury report, which was, it was around par. If you had to throw up like a par average out there, I'd say that's where our injury report was last week without you. And we're hoping that you could really smash it this week. But as far as injury report went last week, give you an example. 
we lost Dak. What does that mean for the Dallas Cowboys? We talked about that. So maybe we'll talk about the 49ers, go through some of these injuries. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't have a ton of them uh, for new injuries here. There are a couple of big quarterback ones, though. Cody talked about it at the beginning of the show. Uh, Trey Lance suffered a right ankle fracture slash dislocation. Everything I've read said it's pretty similar to uh, the injury that Dak Prescott suffered in 2020. Uh, just to give you some kind of comparison, definitely not good for a running quarterback like Lance. In any case, he is uh, out for the season. So go ahead and drop him on all your redraft teams. And then Thursday night, all the way back uh, Thursday night football here, Justin Herbert actually suffered fractured rib cartilage. Uh, he stayed in the game, but they said that he was very sore on Friday morning they're considering him day to day right now. Everyone expects him to to try to play this week. Uh, but obviously, if you have Justin Herbert or any of the Chargers skill position players, that's something you should definitely keep an eye on there. Were they kind of saying, if I remember right next, sorry to cut you off there. But no, no, no. It, it's basically him and Alvin Kamara have the same injury. Is, is that kind of what you were reading to there? Yeah, it's something similar, obviously, with. Kamara he's taking more direct hits so harder for him to play through something like that what I had read was that they are going to try to wrap Herbert's ribs with extra padding and possibly give him a cortisone shot before the game this weekend and that he's gonna he's gonna do everything he can to try to play but honestly I mean this might be a a, a game time decision because you know if he's unable to throw they're probably better off sitting him down for the week, not making things worse and just letting him heal. So if you've got Herbert or any of those, you know, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, you know, definitely keep your eye on, on that Herbert news this week. So yeah, um, that's all we had for quarterbacks, Lance Herbert, new injuries, uh, running back. There was a couple big names, James Connor guys already on the injury report. I don't, personally have James Conner in any leagues uh, but I was really high on James Conner coming into the year he suffered an ankle injury this past week uh, he did not re-enter the game after suffering the injury all the news coming out of Arizona is that it's not a serious long-term injury but he's day-to-day right now and questionable for this week's game I think he's held but, out like if, if I had to make my shot make a call on it right yep. now and it's a long way out from their week three game, but I would say that James Connor is somebody who you would like to replace for this week. Find someone else to start. Yeah, I, w- I don't I would... think he's going to play. And if he does, I think he's limited in snaps. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't count on him for sure. So I think, Cody, that being said, uh, Daryl Williams could be a sneaky play this week. You know, Benjamin, if you're real desperate, uh, guys that you could pick up, maybe stream. Yeah, something like that. Kind of like this next team yeah, here. I, I actually like that, Nick. So Daryl Williams is somebody who, you know, if if he does get the start, we've seen it last year in Kansas City that he's more than capable of supporting a full full workload. You know, he is capable of getting 20-plus touches a game in any given week and doing something with those touches. Obviously, different offense, playing Kansas City last year, now coming in Arizona as a clear backup to James Conner, but I think if James Conner is to miss this week, Daryl Williams is a great play. Absolutely. 
moving on to the 49ers, Cody, another running back injury in San Francisco. Tyrion Davis Price, the rookie, looked pretty promising to start the year, had a good preseason. Well, he suffered a high ankle sprain this week. They're expecting him to miss four to six weeks. Um, guess they shouldn't have cut Trey Sermon, man, because they just elevated Marlon Mack off the practice squad. I just talked, Al mentioned this before the show that he, Trey Sermon hasn't even done anything in Philly where he's playing behind Boston Scott and Kenneth hey, Gainwell. I mean, he's, on, he's a fourth string. The, they haven't given him a chance. He's yeah. better than Marlon Mack. I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know. I haven't seen Marlon Mack since his injury, but it's really, I don't know, man. San Francisco. So everyone's assuming if you if you haven't watched fantasy football over the past or not fantasy football, but if you haven't watched real football over the past half a season. So if you go back to like week 10 of last year, all the way through week two of this year, you may not know that Debo, I think, is actually going to be the one that benefits from the lack of depth at the running back position. Because when this happened last year, when they lost all their depth at running back, they ended up using uh, Debo in that role. I think that was what I found interesting is that he really didn't get a lot of his running back touches until that running back room was short, uh, shortened up. So I, I don't know. I think people might be uh, quick to jump the gun on saying that Jeff Wilson's going to get all the carries in this offense now, but I think that Debo is just going to see more work on the ground. I think Debo's going to see more work on the ground. I think he's going to see less work in the passing game though. Could hurt his fantasy value, I guess. You know who it helps is Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk's going to see a lot more usage in the passing game, not only because Debo's going to be running the ball more, but Jimmy Garoppolo is now starting for them. And he looks to Ayuk a lot more than Lance did. And they're just going to be a more pass-centric offense with Jimmy Garoppolo in there. So, it, you know, I've been on the Ayuk train forever. I know... Shout out to Ty Erickson. I know he's uh, on the Ayuk train. So let's go, Ayuk. Don't, hey, Cody. Jeff Wilson has never been a real durable guy either. So don't forget about Jordan Mason. If you're desperate, he's now the number two running back in San Francisco. Hot waiver wire pickup last week. Never know. Yeah, we talked about this in last week's show. Al and I were not big on spending up on Jeff Wilson when he was available on waivers. We weren't willing to spend more than. 30, 40% on them. And the reason being is because this is a running back room that you truly don't know if they're going to commit to giving the ball to one guy, even it's not really like a, a next man up mentality in that offense. It's just, we have one less person. Let's rotate it through the rest of these running backs that we have. So Mason could be a sneaky, good pickup this week that you want to stash. If you have a deeper bench, he should be on your team. But if I mean, if he is, if you have a shortened bench where you only, you only have five spots on your bench, I don't know if he's going to be rostered. He's quite, one injury away yet. from being the being the next guy up. I so, agree. I agree. You no, know, it it so it's like just like last week when when we talked about it exactly what you said, Cody. If you have deep benches and and you can afford to stash them, yeah, it's not a bad pickup. But am I going to go spend twenty twenty five percent of my fab? Absolutely not. Um, so. Well, it could you, be a, it could now, be a sneaky pick. It could be a sneaky. It could be very, very sneaky. 
you want if you pick to... up Mason right now, this week, you're getting ahead of it. Like you're you're playing to that strategy I talked about last week where right. you you aren't having to spend any fab. I mean, if maybe a dollar, like you shouldn't be spending any more than one percent of your fab on them this week, I don't think. But so, sorry to all you listeners in the listener league, you won't be able to sneakily pick him up because I did that last week. So you can find somebody else to pick up. <laughs> and I picked up Jeff Wilson the week before. Absolutely. And then Cody, finally, Cody L. Damon Harris suffered a knee injury at the end of the Patriots game last week. He came into the press conference, said he was fine. Uh, but Do you trust there, that? Yeah. Do you ever trust anything that comes out of New England? That's what I'm saying. Keep your eye on that. Even if he's injured, they have such a muddled running back room that it's going to be tough to decipher who's going to get those carries. I like Ramondre Stevenson myself, but obviously they have a whole plethora of guys. They got Ty Montgomery. Uh, they have, uh, what's his name? Pierre Strong. Or wait, who's the rookie? Kevin? Yep. Pierre Strong. Uh, one of those guys, whichever the rookie was that didn't get cut. They, they've got too many running backs there, and Belichick loves to run different guys, so I know Al and I are hoping that uh, Ramondre Stevenson gets his chance, but we'll see. I like Ramondre Stevenson. I actually, I talked to you guys before the show, but I traded away Joe Mixon at the beginning of the season. Before the season started, I traded away Joe Mixon in a dynasty league. I got two 2023 first round picks and Ramondre Stevenson thinking that I was, you know what, getting younger at running back position. It is a full PPR league. So I, you know, I figured at least he's serviceable. It hasn't been the case so far. In fact, uh, it's it's kind of a bummer because New England's kind of resorted back to this New England-esque offense where they just continue to give the ball to three, four different people. But yeah, Pierre Strong, you, you had it right. Pierre Strong is, I think, the next person up in this offense. They have Kevin Harris is another. So Damian Harris, Stevenson, Pierre Strong, Kevin Harris. We'll see. And Ty Montgomery. Yeah, who went on IR last week. Oh, yeah. I knew see, that. I was testing you, you. I was going to say, yeah, see? You left it up to us to call out injuries for the injury report last week, and I even included Ty Montgomery. <laughs> of all people, I included Ty Montgomery. Well, there you go. We we, we got to talk about these receivers, though. Al, our guy. Our guy got hurt last week. Jerry Judy. First they said it was ribs. Then I then I saw it was uh, injured chest or sternum injury uh in any case he's day-to-day currently questionable to play in week three right now i'm i honestly expect him to to sit out this game uh yeah this is this is our nightmare i mean now now sutton's gonna get all these looks and cody's gonna be like oh yeah look i was right Uh, see come on now i'm not gonna victory lap a hurt judy you would victory lap anything. No, I don't oh. victory lap injury. I mean, yeah, did Sutton look good when injury when Judy left with injury? Yeah, he did. Like when, with someone who, I mean, the game plan at that point was get Sutton the ball because Judy is no longer here. We have nobody else to throw the ball to, and he did well. Like I mean, I'm sure I didn't watch the game uh, to the fullest extent. I watched some of it, but. I didn't see the game close enough to see if did did he get double teamed after Judy left. I mean, he had to have had a little bit more pressure on that side of the field. So I thought he did well, but that's all. That's the extent I'm going to say about Sutton right now. We'll see. Al, how frustrating is this? I mean, he looked good week one. I didn't, I didn't watch the week one game. 
But his stat line looked good. I mean, Russ was was looking for him, and then, then I mean, gets hurt he, he broke week. a big play. I mean, in, in week one, he caught a ball, and it was a good contested catch. Grabbed it. Uh, hey. I think he he shrugged off a good tackle, a broke yeah. tackle, and yeah. he ran it to the house. So I saw the highlight, but hey, I mean, he still had what six catches. Yeah, no, he was he, like I said, he looked good. He's a great route runner, and I honestly though. Out of all the teams, if we're going to stop for just a second and just talk about the Denver Broncos, then we won't talk about them later. Of all the teams, I am most disappointed in the fantasy players for the Denver Broncos. Like, I, I was pretty big on Russ coming into this season, and he's been an absolute dud. Like, 17.8 is not terrible against the Seahawks in Seattle. But then against the Houston, a favorable matchup at home against Houston Texans, he only puts up 12 points. They only win by one one touchdown? Come on. It's brutal. And then Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon continue to split work almost 50-50. And I don't know. It It's like last year all over again. It's deja vu with the running back game. I mean, this is the same team, except you have Russell Wilson at quarterback instead of Drew Locke. I, and it's literally the same. It, no, what it is is it's week two. You have a new quarterback come in. He needs to learn the offense. Doesn't get a whole lot of work in the preseason. You have basically every offensive weapon being dinged up. You know, it, it takes time. It, this isn't going to happen, you know, by week six. I guarantee you by about week six, what's going to happen is we're going to be talking all about the Denver Broncos and how Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams are putting up low-end running back one numbers. And when Jerry Judy's healthy and Cortland, Cortland Sutton and, and Russ, you know, get get that chemistry put together, they're both going to be putting up wide receiver two numbers. I mean, it, it it's week two. The the guy has Sutton, doesn't have Sutton it better be out. putting up wide receiver one numbers if I want a chance to bet. Well, not, not wide I receiver two. About, I don't I don't care about that. Yeah, they look terrible right now. They do. And yeah, Russell Wilson's been very very disappointing. But he's learning a whole new offense. He went from a team where he ran it. It was his team. You know, he he, he called the plays. Pete Carroll sent them to the to the huddle with him, but. At the end of the day, it was, what's Russ going to call? Let Russ cook. Give it, give it a few weeks. He'll figure it out. He, Mr. He's a, he's a good quarterback. Well, I'm glad we're having this discussion because there's a chance. So, Al, let me, let me ask you this then. Russ has a poor game in week two at home, favorable matchup, like I mentioned, against Houston Texans. Are you targeting, actively targeting him in a trade if you had someone else at quarterback that you're not thrilled with, or if you're a, if you're a streaming quarterback kind of fantasy player, are you looking to make a trade, make a move for Russell Wilson on the cheap right now? One quarterback league or super flex? One quarterback just for no, because purposes. there's plenty of serviceable quarterbacks out there. Most leagues, people, people put one quarterback on their roster. I mean, there's guys like Carson Wentz Tua has been on the, on the waiver wire um, for the last couple of weeks in most of my leagues. Um, so, I mean, there's plenty of guys out there you can go after. I'm a quarterback is the one position where if you don't draft early on them, then you, you play the hot hand and you go after a guy that's going to put up 20 points. I mean, that's just like, are are you going to, okay. Are you going to dump Russell Wilson? If you have him because he had a bad week, you draft him to be a quarterback one. Are you going to dump him right now and pick up Daniel Jones? Here's the thing, Al, if you have Russell Wilson and Tua is on the waivers, there are teams out there. I'm not saying our leagues, but I'm saying there are teams out there in some leagues that could 
I, I don't think this is out, out of the side of the question, to be honest with you. They could drop Russell Wilson and pick up Tua. If they don't See, watch, I, I wouldn't they don't do watch, I, I know you wouldn't do it. I'm just saying that somebody in your league, our listeners' leagues, might do that. They might drop Russell Wilson and pick up Tua. So are you willing to drop whoever it is that you're, you know, are you willing to say that you'd start Aaron Rodgers over Russell Wilson? It's six one half a dozen of another right now. They they look the same to me. They're putting up the same amount of points. Okay. So you're not playing a hot hand yet. I mean, you, there there's nothing that you can compare this to early in the season because okay, two a week one. What did he put up? Fourteen to nineteen points. Then he comes out and puts up a fifty spot like yeah, that. Fourteen point eight in the first, and then forty point eight six in week two. Yeah. So that that's it's unrealistic to even even compare this stuff right now. I mean, you you play the hot hand in my opinion. I have to say this too. Russell Wilson looks incredibly immobile to start this season. I've seen clips of him. I've seen highlights of Denver. He looks like he's lost a lot of that mobility that he had in Seattle. And if that's the case, he honestly is no longer a a fantasy starting quarterback for me in a one quarterback league. I'll have to wait and see on that. I don't, I'm not dropping him if I have him. But I just want to point that out. I mean, he looks old. And if he's just relying just on his arm for fantasy points, he's not going to be a quarterback one. Yeah. Old and busting. So. Just, I just want to highlight, we, we talked a lot about Denver Broncos, but we're not coming back to this. I just wanted to highlight one piece, not two pieces, two pieces from the Houston Texans. If you, if you are in a league where Brandon Cooks is out there and someone's willing to move him because he hasn't done great. He's obviously an okay, but uh, 11.7 points in a half PPR league in the first week. And then in week two, 7.4, he had 10 targets this week, 10. He only caught the ball four times, 54 yards. I think better days are ahead for Brandon cooks. And if you can get him on the cheap, I, I would uh, consider him a trade target. Damian Pierce on the other side of this uh, as well. We talked about wide receivers, Damian Pierce, had 15 carries this week. Rex Burke had only had two. That's way different than what uh, week one looked like. That that uh, week one split was so much more favorable for Rex. You know, a lot of people actually picked up Rex Bur- Burkhead off of waivers. He was, I saw him all over on, on waivers. He had 14 carries for 40 yards last week. He was utilizing the passing game, five receptions. Damian Pierce had 11 carries, one reception last week. So that really flipped on its head. Rex Burke had not hardly utilized at all. So it's something to note. And one more receiver injury. Uh, Hunter Renfro suffered a concussion uh, towards the end of that game this past week. I was looking today. There's no news on whether he's in the protocol right now or not. So if you're planning on starting Hunter Renfro, Make sure you're you're following that news this week. Um, obviously, he's got to clear that concussion protocol before he can play. And then one big tight end injury, Cody. I think all three of us were decently high on this guy after the first tier of tight ends and drafts this year. Uh, but Dalton Schultz suffered a PCL injury last week. And the severity of it is still being de- de- uh, determined. It they came out today and said he didn't suffer any ACL damage. He didn't tear anything. 
but he does have an issue with his PCL. They didn't say if it was a, a strain or what it was. Uh, I did read a couple articles that said um, it was kind of comparable to what Zeke was playing through last year. And we saw how that, you know, affected Zeke. He definitely didn't look like himself. So hopefully uh, Dalton Schultz can, you know, get back to full health sooner rather than later. But if you have Dalton Schultz on your rosters, I would, you know, waiver wire or, you know, waiver wire ads coming up here, you know, see who's on on the wire for tight ends. See if there's a, a Logan Thomas or maybe still a Gerald Everett, even though he's had a couple good weeks in a row. Someone like that, because I think Schultz is going to miss some time. Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst, too. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I actually had no idea that Dalton Schultz had this significant of an injury. I thought it was just like a bruise or something. And until literally until I saw your report come out this afternoon when we were talking about the injury report for this week, I am... I don't know. Are you guys higher on CD lamb now that literally there's absolutely positively nobody, literally nobody. I mean, Schultz might still play. That's the problem, but I don't think he's going to play it at, at full health. I'm still not super high on CD lamb with Cooper rush playing. Now we'll talk about this more on Thursday when we get more updates, but I did see that Dak could be back. Spoiler alert, be back by week four. They're talking now, not that it's going to happen, but that it's a possibility. I think that Dalton Schultz was one of the only receiving options in that, in that offense that didn't get a huge downgrade with Cooper rush because, you know, a quarterback like Cooper rush is going to dump down to a tight end like that, where CD lamb, you know, that's kind of a big downgrade. And it also looks like Cooper rush was, was thrown to Noah Brown a lot. He's thrown to all these guys that he practices with, second team guys, right? I just, until Dak Prescott comes back, I'm not huge on CeeDee Lamb. I just, I, I can't. I like, you know, I like him as a player. I love him as a talent. But as a fantasy player, I can't say he's going to be anything more than maybe a mid-range wide receiver two week to week. He might have a big week here or there. But until Dak comes back, I'm is he, not, is I'm he a buy? High. Is he a buy low in redraft leagues right now? Yes, that. Well, so, I, I mean, obviously a he's point. a buy buy low in in dynasty, right? Like we can all agree yep. that this is his lowest the value. His this is literally lower lower value now than probably what he had when he first came into the league. Yep, no, hundred uh, percent. Uh, you know, if you can get him for a good price in dynasty, go out and do it. What is he? I think he's still twenty three, Cody. If yeah, not, he's, tw- he, he's 20, 23 years old. Yep. I I really I I love him. I have him in many places for uh dynasty purposes, but I'm I'm let's just talk redraft here. So CD Lamb Al, what do you think about the 23-year-old CD Lamb? Are you looking to trade for him now or are you going to let this go out a few more weeks where he's, you know, gambling a little bit thinking that he's not going to put up many fantasy points and then have that Managers so frustrated to the point that they're willing to move away from having them. You know, I, I think right now, if if you're looking to trade, see, I, I'm not much of a trader when it comes to um, redraft leagues. I, I'm really not. I'm a I'm a firm believer that I play what I draft. Um, but also the leagues that I grew up playing, trading really wasn't a thing. So that's that's kind of where I stand. But it, we'll go theoretical. If you're going to trade for CD Lamb. 
right now would be the time. I mean, one, if, if you look at week one and week two, CeeDee Lamb had 11 targets both games, whether it was Dak or Cooper Rush. I don't think that the quarterback looking his way is going to go down at all. I don't think his production is really going to be weighed way down in terms of, of, of catches. Um, it, he actually might get targeted more where he just gets thrown a, a lot of balls that he can't catch. But I also don't think that his numbers are going to pop like they would with Dak there either. So, I mean, till Dak comes back, like Nick said, you can't really think of him as, as that wide receiver one that you drafted him to be. But I still think that he's going to be a viable, you know, any uh, on any given week, a high-end wide receiver too. But his, his floor is going to be a lot more than what it would be with Dak, in my opinion there. So I, I will say that, you know, it might be frustrating right now, but I mean, he had seven catches for dang near 80 yards last week. So I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that, you know, just because Cooper Rush is there, everything's going to just fall. The, the floor is going to fall out. I, I still think he's going to have uh, enough options or targets, I should say, in that offense every week to make him where you still need to start. Him. I also think that if you don't trade for him now, the closer Dak gets to coming back, the bigger the hype gets on CD Lamb and the more you have to pay for him. Even if he's not performing well, as soon as as soon as they say Dak's coming back week, whatever, people are going to start getting pumped about Michael Gallup, CD Lamb, the whole offense. And you maybe you're still able to buy low, but I think right now he's had two pretty subpar weeks, especially for a guy that was drafted mostly second round, you know, early second round, maybe, maybe mid to late second round in, in, in shallower leagues or in some other leagues. But for me, I, I agree with Al. I agree with everything Al said. And it, I, you know, if I can get, if I can buy low on a guy like CD lamb right now, and especially if I have other guys to, to start over him, then I, I'm doing it. I'm doing it everywhere I can. So, yeah, I think there is a risk. One last comment on that. I think there is a risk in playing that game of waiting to buy low on CD lamb. I think the window is open right now, but if he does pop off just one game where he scores a touchdown and has close to a hundred yards with Cooper rush, that price is going to skyrocket, especially like you said, a week closer to having Dak back and he is able to get it done with Cooper rush. So I, I don't know. It's, it is someone who he uh, CD is somebody who I'm willing to go out and try to buy low on right now in well, redraft leagues. And then, you know, in my last comment on it too, I just don't think these owners are, yeah, they could get more frustrated, but I don't think they're just going to give him, <clears throat> give him away for less than, I mean, at that point, they're going to just say, well, I might as well hang on to him and see if he can turn it around. You know, why just give him away for, for pennies. So I don't know that you're ever going to be able to buy him a lot lower, maybe, maybe a little bit, but like you said, Cody, and like Al said, as soon as he starts to, to, to do better, or as soon as you hear that, you know, Dak's comeback is right on the horizon, his stock shoots way up and you got to pay way more for him. I really think that the only way that his stock falls any further than, 
you know, the, what the hype's going around right now is if Jerry Jones comes around the corner on Saturday and decides to put Dak on the IR. I think that's the only way to prove that, okay, Dak's out for four more weeks. That's the only thing that can really press CD's hype down at all any further than what it is right now. So if, if that happens, that's the only way you, you may, you might be able to buy them for cheaper, but I, I still think that he was drafted so high in, in redraft leagues that in order to get him, you're still going to have to pay up. And, and by pay up, I mean uh high end wide uh, running back two in order to get him. So that's just, that's the last thing I'll say about CD lamb and we can move on. Yeah. I, well, I just want to, let's just highlight the other players from this, from this game. Al, I know you just went out and traded for Zeke in a dynasty league. He only had 15 carries, 53 yards. Tony Pollard had nine carries, four receptions. So 13 touches to Zeke's 16. He had one, one uh, reception. Pollard had the touchdown. Zeke did not. Are you guys, obviously I think Al, you're in on Zeke for the rest of the year. Nick, what are your thoughts on Zeke moving forward? I know some people are, uh, actually, some of our listeners talked to me today. They're going to be benching Zeke in redraft leagues until they see something from him. I, I don't know if that's a, a good line of sight for for you. I understand the frustrations, but is he a player you have to start? Well, who are you going to bench him for? I mean, if you, I guess that's if you, true. Have, I guess if you have a better option at running back, but I don't think Zeke's going to be Ezekiel Elliott from three, four years ago. I think Michael Zeke's, Michael Carter or Zeke Zeke. Brees Hall's just going to continue to take more carries and more touches in that offense. I'm, I'm, I'm out on Michael Carter everywhere, to be honest with you. I don't have him anywhere, but if I did, I'd be out on, I don't have Zeke anywhere either, but I think Zeke, James Robinson or Zeke, Zeke. I I think, well, I I think Etienne's going to continue to get carries too. James Robinson had 23 carries this last week and, and ran for 63 yards. I mean, Etienne has been way more efficient. I think they're easing him in, to be honest with you. Uh, and I think they're going to continue to give him more and more work until he, until it's basically a timeshare or Etienne's even um, taking more of that workload. And Etienne's getting way more passing work too. So uh, I'll take Zeke there. I think Zeke's going to be a mid-range to high-end running back too. And that's why when Al traded for him, I know Al's situation, he needed a running back to start this year. He's not, you know, he's not worried about, Next year, you know, the year after he needs someone this year, he's got a, a ton of receivers, you know, he's got quarterbacks, he's got, you know, kid at tight end, I believe. And so I know why he went after Zeke, but even in redraft, I know we're talking about redraft here and I, I started talking about dynasty, but I, you know, I like Zeke for the, for the rest of the year. I think he'll finish as a solid running back too, somewhere in the 10 to 15 range. I'd be shocked if you drafted him as your running back one. Like, I guess I can see some leagues where you may may have went like Cooper Cup or Justin Jefferson early, and then you got Zeke as your running back one in the second round. But even then, it was a little early, I think, for Zeke. So in many leagues, I think you drafted Zeke to be your running back two. And if that's the case, I think you're happy starting him as your running back two over some of these other players that we've mentioned. I mean, people just got to not panic. Once Dak comes back, I think that offense as a whole is going to be better. I think that's going to give Zeke a lot more running room. Yeah, Pollard might be getting more of the passing passing game work. But I think once Dak comes back, the offense, 
kind of comes back to, to normal. I know the offensive line's not great this year. You're losing, uh, what's his name? Tyrion Smith, uh, the left tackle, whatever his name is. Uh, is before Zach, he, Zach Smith? No, it's Tyrus, Tyron, no, it's Tyron Smith. Sorry, oh, okay. not Tyrion. Tyron yeah. Smith. Tyron Smith. You know, so the line's a little weaker than usual, but I, I think, you know, and I think I told Al this when he when he asked me, you know, what I thought is just like, uh, yeah, I think Zeke's going to be solid. Just, you know, he's he's not going to be spectacular like he used to be, but I think he'll be a good starter for you. So don't panic on that. Yeah. I, and just just to give a little background here, um, I traded for Zeke. Uh, the guy was the guy I traded with uh, is a listener of ours. Um, he. He wanted he wanted to get rid of Zeke. I literally in this league, it's a dynasty league. Um, my team is not the youngest anymore. Um, I'm trying to play to win for this year, at least try. And all the running backs, the older running backs that people are trying to trade for, they're asking for two first round picks and a, and a, a wide receiver too. Well, I'm not willing to pay that for Dalvin cook, who is putting the same amount of points. Um, Aaron Jones, even after this week, you know, he, People, I'm sure he'll go on the trade block. People are going to look for an absolute haul because he looked so good last week. Well, you know what? I'm not willing to give up two first-round picks and a middle-of-the-pack wide receiver to get a running back. I literally have DeAndre Swift. I have Rashad Penny and Damon Harris as my other two running backs in this league. And it, I, I wanted to try to get somebody where I'm giving up a, a draft pick, and that's what I did. I gave up a first-round draft pick for him. Was it the right move? Time will tell. But can either one of you guys tell me where Zeke finished last year in a PPR league? Oh, I know seven. this. I looked at I thought it was like nine or ten. Seven. He finished as the number seven running back. <sighs> he's I got a lot right. of life in him. Let's go. He has, he's got a lot of life in him. I mean, and if it doesn't work out, I'm not out anything. No. You know what? It, but if all of a sudden he turns it on where something happens to Tony Pollard or they say, hey, you know what? We need to get. Zeke more work. We need to get him moving. And he becomes a running back one. I look like a genius. So one, I didn't give up anything to get him. I helped the guy out, get him some draft capital and we'll see what happens. So, I mean, I thought it was a good move. Some people didn't, but we'll leave it at that. Who'd you trade with out of curiosity? Vinny. Oh, Vinny. Yeah. Is his team is his, is his team pretty young in that in that league? So wanted no. to no well yeah his team is younger and he definitely is looking to build uh, try to recoup some of his draft capital no, that no, he no, lost no. to acquire some of those younger players. So. Fair enough. I mean yeah, that's perfect. Kind of works for both sides. Then one team wants to get younger, you know, get some draft picks. One team wants to compete this year, get a guy that they can use all year. So. It's that uh, that that rare time when when it, you can both come together and, and make a trade. Cody Mann would still try to uh, rake you over the coals, but you know you are something else. All right, so let's not spend too much time on this, guys, because we got to get to our break and thank today's sponsor. But let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. And is this is this trending out where the Cincinnati Bengals are going to continue to struggle, or do you think this is something that we are just observing something that 
you know, like we've seen with the Minnesota Vikings in past years where they just are off to a slow start. And Joe Burrow had a slow start to the year. Not a great set of numbers for a quarterback one that you drafted to be a quarterback one. He's not uh, producing quite the way you thought you he would. And uh, it was good to see T. Higgins back and everything like that. But another down week for the Bengals who lost to the Dallas Cowboys, the Cooper Rush led Cal- Dallas Cowboys. That is tough. I actually was, uh, I went out grouse hunting with my dad yesterday after work. I had a, I had a couple hours of free time before the Vikes game. And did and, you get any? Uh, I did. I, I got two nice. yesterday. So it was, it was a, it was a good trip with my dad, but uh, that was one thing that we, we did quite a bit of. And we were talking about, you know, the Vikes and getting pumped for the game that night. And I said, Hey dad, here, here's the problem with Cincinnati. They're uh, last year's Minnesota Vikings. They lose the first game in overtime a heartbreaker, you know, I mean, they missed two field goals who the Vikings actually lost to the Cincinnati Bengals last year. Um, week two, they come out and they lose on a last second field goal. The Minnesota Vikings last year, game two, last second field goal to, well, not the Dallas Cowboys, but the Arizona Cardinals. So, I mean, what's going on there is, and as my dad likes to say, talks cheap, takes money to buy whiskey. You know, Joe Burrow comes out last year. He's everybody's hyped up on Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, and they look great. And hey, you know, th- this is our new thing. We're going to be in the playoffs every year. We're going to be in the AFC championship game. Get used to this, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? All I can see him doing is talking, wearing those stupid sunglasses. Okay. Hey, it's time to play football. I mean, the guys turned the ball over. I, I don't know how many. I mean, week one was four or five times. I mean, you, you got to play. Come out and play, Joe Cool. Yeah, yeah Joe Cool. Yeah, well, whatever you want to call him. Joe but it, so far, they've looked absolutely Burr. terrible. So, I, hopefully, they can figure it out because I have every single player on the Cincinnati offense, and I would really appreciate it if they actually started playing like they they were last year. So, uh, we'll see what Week Three brings. Joe Burrow, ice cold. I don't know, man. I mean, it uh, it has not been a good start, but I think they'll bust out of it. I don't know if they're going to, you know, go this entire year like they did at the end of last year when Burrow was thrown for 400 yards and four touchdowns a game or whatever, whatever the ridiculous stat line was the his last two weeks last year. Um, yeah, when Jamar Chase single-handedly downed me in a fantasy championship, yeah, Al's putting his number one up there over there well, i'm giving him a number one too it's just a different one uh but ugh, yeah i mean they have not looked good i thought that offensive line was supposed to be better cody what, what what's you know it's uh hasn't been hasn't been great so far yeah that i don't know man the they're ranked as a top i think they're ranked as top five or something like that at the offensive line coming in this year and they have looked like a bottom five offensive yeah. line their defense I, which I think their defense is okay. Like, don't get me wrong. They haven't played as bad as their offense has, but their defense was supposed to be the top of the line this year too. And that, you lost to Cooper rush. I mean, they only put up 20 points, but you still lost to Cooper rush, just like the Vikings did on prime time last year. All right. I mean, it's just, uh, it's been a real, uh, you know, come back to earth. Okay, I didn't word that very well. They've really fallen back. No, that's good. No, I, that, I know, you know it's come come back to earth. Yeah, that, that's what their experience is right now. I mean, now. 
after after the end of last year, end of the regular season, when they were just throwing the ball all over the place, have it, you know, wherever they wanted, and then going all the way to the Super Bowl. They were on another planet. Yeah, I mean, almost winning. And then, you know, you come into this year with such high expectations, and, you know, so far they've fallen flat on their face. But I do expect that to improve. I don't think, you know, I think maybe expectations were a little too high. But, uh, you know, I think it's going to improve. I think I think Chase is going to be a top 10 receiver this year. I wasn't super high on Burrow. I mean, I think he'll be a quarterback one, but I think he's going to be more in like the, you know, 9-10 range rather than like the 4-5 range that he might have been drafted in. I think you may have been overdrafted a little bit. Uh, and then obviously T Higgins has had some, some injury issues. So I think when he comes back to full health, that'll help burrow and that'll help open the offense. So he had a good game this week. T Higgins. Sure. sure. And you know, concussion issues obviously are nothing to, to mess around with. So I think, uh, I think they can get mixing a little bit more involved too. Yeah. He looked great. He continues yep. to look great. He looks great every time he touches the ball. So, you know, keep him involved. You know, keep he running. Didn't, he the didn't ball. have a great fantasy day, but that's a touchdown away. I mean, he would he's a touchdown away from having over 16 points. and You're thrilled with that. So but he looked good. You know, his stats, you know, every, it, he, he was efficient. It, everything. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. No, you're Cody, good. I, I love that saying he's a touchdown away. Oh, if I had a dollar for every time one of my guys was a touchdown away from being a <laughs> solid fantasy option that week, man, would I be a rich, rich man? I do say that lightheartedly because you can expect Mixon to score a touchdown every other week. And this just was one of the weeks he didn't score. So I expect him to score next week. He is that kind of player. Like if I had to project Joe Mixon to score a touchdown, I'd, I'd say, yeah, over under 0.5 touchdowns this next week, Al. You taking the over or the under on that for Joe Mixon? I don't gamble. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say? Over under point sleeper. five. 0.5. So he's got to score a touchdown or he doesn't score a touchdown. I would take the over on that. Yeah. He's going to score a touchdown. Okay. So that's why I said he was a touchdown away from having a great week. Well, Al said he'd be a millionaire if he, every time you he heard that, what do you got? Jacoby Myers on your team? DJ, <laughs> DJ Moore? <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Oh, this is great. All well, right, fellas. Enough. Let's, uh, let's take a break to, uh, for this episode. Thank today's sponsors and we'll be right back. All right. And we are back. You guys, I wanted to really talk about this Dolphins-Ravens game. That was insane. 42-38, to 38, high-scoring affair. Both quarterbacks put up 40 fantasy points in standard-scoring leagues. Unbelievable game for the wide receivers. Obviously, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, both put up over 34 points in half PPR leagues. Rashad Bateman on the other side of the ball had a good week. Mark Andrews, good week. I'd like to ask you guys this because Tua is on waivers in many leagues and people are still wondering what to do with Bateman start or sit Bateman. And then also chase Edmonds. Those three players, the ones I want to highlight from this matchup Tua, trap or trend. Is this a trap? Do you want to spend up on Tua or is it going to be a trend? Is he headed in the right direction? Is he going to be a quarterback one? It's a trend. Matchup dependent. I like Tua, but I'm still streaming him. I agree. I don't, he's not going to throw six touchdowns for 500 yards very often, maybe never again. Uh, but I, I do think that with Tyree Kill and Waddle both getting as much work as they are, 
I, I think that, you know, he's going to be a guy that you can, you can throw in your lineup and start and potentially be a quarterback one. week. To week. I know. I, I love that. I love the call. I'm laughing because he gets the Buffalo bills at home next week. So, yes, I am not starting him next. Week. I am starting Tyree <laughs> kill and Jalen Waddle because Understood. you have to, but I'm not starting him next week. So, so there's, yep. There's the uh, streaming. Yeah. I was just going to say, is this, is this a trap? Because yes, it's, it's trendy, right? So Nick, your point was, it's kind of a trend, like with the right matchup. I think he's a great streaming option. However, is it a trap to pick him up and start him this week? This week it's a, it's, it's a, it's a trap, but if you want him, you're going to have to pick him up because somebody's going to pick him up after last week. Okay, perfect. That's Tua. Tua, ladies and gentlemen. Chase Edmonds, Trapper Trend, only five carries for 33 yards, one reception, eight yards in a game that they put up 42 points. This running back room is much like last year. Miles Gaskin, we talked about him a ton. Um, This week, Raheem Mostert was the guy that got the bulk of the carries. You don't know who's going to get it week to week. I am... I have Chase Edmonds in multiple leagues, and to me, I, I'm going to shy away until I see who, if if they determine who's going to be the running back one there. Yeah, unfortunately, I think uh, I think it's a trend with Chase Edmonds. Unless Mostert goes down with an injury, at best, he's going to split. So I'm I'm sitting Edmonds wherever able um, until until he shows me something. Yeah, it's that's tough. Very tough. Rashad Bateman. Trender trap, 108 yards and a touchdown in this one last week. Uh, also scored a touchdown. Trend, let's go. I mean, other than, other than Mark Andrews, they got they got nobody, no pass catchers other than Andrews and Bateman in that offense. Love, love Bateman. Skull gulfs, baby. Skull the gulfs. All right, here we go. Uh, yeah, Rashad Bateman, former Minnesota golfer, great wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens. Love that offense and love the player. Next game, uh, let's just look at Nick Chubb. Obviously had a great game here for Cleveland. Don't need to talk about that. Joe Flacco threw for 44 times. Uh, You know, last week he threw for over 50. Abe's hopped on the show last week, told you, start your New York Jets wide receivers. The pass catchers is what he said. And he was correct. Corey Davis redeems himself in this one. Two catches, 83 yards and a touchdown. Garrett Wilson, you guys, eight catches, 102 yards, two touchdowns. Last week, he looked good as well. He had four catches for 52 yards. Is this a trend? Is Garrett Wilson going to be the number one in this offense over Elijah Moore? In a game where he uh, Flacco threw for 44 attempts, Elijah Moore only targeted five times. For me, it's a trap. Uh, They're throwing the ball all over right now because Flacco's so inefficient. He's looking straight at Garrett Wilson. I like Garrett Wilson's talent, but I think once Zach Wilson comes back, Elijah Moore gets more involved. So for me, it's a trap. I agree, Nick, but I do want to play something with you guys for the listeners because all three of these guys are nothing to me more than a flex option. I don't, I don't trust any of these guys as a wide receiver two in my lineup. And this is a week to week thing for me, but out of the three of them keep trade cut. I am going to at this point in the season, and it kills me, absolutely drives a dagger down my heart to say this. I think that I am going to keep starting and in the flex position, like you said, Garrett Wilson, until I see something different, and especially with Joe Flacco throwing on the ball. It might change when Zach Wilson comes back. Keep Wilson, trade Elijah Moore, and cut 
Corey Davis. Although I do think Corey Davis is fine ish for deeper leagues. Yeah, no, I'm the same. I, I got to keep, I got to keep Garrett Wilson right now. Uh, I'm, and I'm definitely, I definitely have Elijah Moore over Corey Davis. So trade Elijah Moore and cut Corey Davis, even though they're all three going to cannibalize each other. And you can probably stream all, you know, or flex any of the three of them right now, if you need to. You the same with me? I, I mean, I, I, I could flip flop Wilson and more for me. Sure. I, I mean, it's early, this early. Hopefully Zach Wilson's back soon, but um, for now I, I can, I can hop on the, the, the keep on Wilson. So the super duper pooper scooper, Mari Cooper scored a touchdown and put up over hundred yards. So I had to mention that of course took a dump in week one and he's back scooping up his own dumps from week one and scoring a touchdown in week two next game. It, Washington. It, before oh, you go on Cody, if, if you drafted any of the other Cleveland wide receivers, I'm telling you right now, and you need to oh, pick up some off waivers. Feel free to dump them. If sell. you drafted Donovan Peoples-Jones or uh, David Bell, feel free to dump them and pick up whoever you need off waivers. And sell high on Amari Cooper, the pooper scooper himself. If you can, after a big week two like that, if you can sell high, get out of that offense, I'd do it. Obviously, you're starting Chubb and Hunt everywhere that you can. Hunt's more of a flex play. Uh, Chubb, Chubb is someone who is a bona fide running back one in your lineup. Next game is Washington. The Manders played against the Lions. Lions held them off in this one, 36 to 27. Both quarterbacks, Scoff and Wentz, have had good starts to the season. Uh, Goff put up 26 points in this one. Wentz put up 28. Actually, Wentz had a better week last week, so Wentz is the one I really want to talk about. Right now, the quarterback four on the season is Wentz a trend or a trap? Trend. Uh, for me, he's a, he's a trap as a quarterback one. He's a trend as a, a, a streaming option quarterback two. He had Jacksonville in week one, Detroit in week two. He had two favorable matchups, if you ask me. Couldn't ask for a better starting schedule than that. And then you have Philly, Dallas, Tennessee, Chicago, Green Bay, Indy, Minnesota. I, I do think he is a good streaming option until we see something different. I am in agreement with Al that Carson Wentz is a trend. And the only well, reason I'm going to say this, he, the, the first half, he looked terrible. Carson Wentz looked absolutely terrible. I don't think they had a first down, but so does their defense, right? So oh, right. he's going to be in positive games or negative game script. So he's going to be positive for fantasy all year long. Absolutely. To clarify, I, he's a trap for me as quarterback one. Is a trend for me as quarterback too, although he's going to get hurt this week because Cody Man's starting. So <laughs> does drop it, does, him it, right doesn't now, really Cody. matter. You drop him right now. <sighs> okay, fine. I'll do my best to package Carson Wentz and somebody else for Aaron Rodgers. I'm not kidding. I'll try to do it. Uh, just just for the small chance that I am the Grim Reaper for quarterbacks this year. Uh, Gibson, okay in this one. DeAndre Swift has been great this year. Don't need to really talk about that anymore. Amon Ross St. Brown has been unbelievable. Trend. 16.4 points and 30, almost 35 points and a half PPR. Trend? Yeah, Trend. I think if you drafted you, him, oh my goodness. I, I got a sleeper notification. I don't even remember what it was, but he is one of three wide receivers to have like so many straight games with eight catches and a touchdown. And it was like him, Michael Thomas, and some other hall of famer and yeah. the, the, the guy's the real deal. 
I mean, he he has really come out of the out of the woodworks, and he is for real. Weeks five through seven, or not weeks five, uh, rounds five through seven, I think is where he went in most fantasy drafts. And you are thrilled to have him as your wide receiver one on your team, and you drafted him as your number two or three. It's crazy. So good for you guys. Good for all of our listeners who drafted Amon Ross St. Brown, Curtis Samuel on the other side of the Brown, and Jahan Dotson, uh, Terry McLaurin, obviously doing all right. You drafted him much higher than the other two, much, much higher. The other two went undrafted in most leagues. Dotson and Samuel, trend or trap? Both of them. Just because I said a a trend on Wentz, if he's going to be hucking the ball like that, they're going to keep catching the ball. Dotson, this is two weeks in a row where he's caught a, a touchdown and what, four or five balls? I mean, that's not a two point conversion this week as well. I apologize, but you know, this is something where if he's going to catch four or five balls for 60, 70 yards, that's a, that's a flex option. I'll I'll go trend on that because if Wentz is throwing the ball 40 times a game, I mean, there's just, in my opinion, no doubt that he has a chance to catch four or five balls, but Curtis Samuel, I'm going to say trend as well. I mean, they're, they're utilizing him and Wentz really likes to go to him. Curtis Samuel, so far, number nine wide receiver on the year so far in half PPR leagues. Jahan Dotson, number 15 on the year. This is a good offense, Al. You, you and I talked about this as well. Fantasy. You know, last week. Yeah. Good fantasy offense. Absolutely. And a terrible, uh, on a terrible team with a negative game script where they're going to constantly have to throw the ball. Yeah. They're both trends as streaming flex options. Nothing more than that, though. Next game, the Colts. Shut out by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Did not have Michael Pittman in this one. Uh, really hurt them big time. Matt Ryan was an absolute dud. Laid a big old turd. Their whole team did. Laid a big old turd on the field. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, terrible. I don't know if Jonathan Ta- Taylor will have a worse game this year than this one. Trevor Lawrence looked all right. Uh, James Robinson, trend or trap? 23 carries, 64 yards. He is the running back six on the year so far. Trap. I was going to say trend. I mean, if they keep handing him the ball 20 sometimes a game, it's not going to happen. Ain't happening. Etienne is going to, is going to eat into that. They're going to end up splitting time by mid the midway through the season. Sorry. You sell high on James Robinson. Obviously you didn't oh, yeah, him hey. very high. Most, most leagues you got him in del- double digit rounds. No oh, problem. Yeah. But I'll sell high on him. If someone will take him, he just ran 23 times and only had 60. What was it? 63 yards. So is he is he someone who you would trade for CD Lamb? Uh, yeah. So if you had packaged James James Robinson and a lower tier wide receiver who you drafted, maybe like someone like Elijah Moore who hasn't had a great start to this season that someone is a little bit higher on, would you package Elijah Moore and James Robinson for CD Lamb? Yes, I think that that's a reasonable trade. Like I think that you could pull that off with the CD manager because of where they're sitting at with their team right now no and i and i I can't disagree with you that he's been good but like he's been so inefficient that they're gonna start i think they're easing easing etn in and i think he i think it's just gonna be he's gonna get more and more work and robinson already doesn't get a whole lot of passing game work that's my that's the reason why i would i would say trap or sell him or whatever okay and then Christian Kirk, Al, trend or trap? Christian Kirk is the number seven wide receiver on the season so far. We talked about him quite a bo- uh, quite a bit early on in uh, on this podcast, uh, the first couple episodes here of the season, and 
I mean, this is a guy that, that Jacksonville went out and they paid a ton of money to. Um, they're going to keep using him. So, I mean, he's the, he's the number one option there. I think this is an offense that is going to have to throw the ball a ton. And Trevor Lawrence so far has uh, really liked to go to him. So, I mean, as you go on, I, I don't think he's going to put up six catches for 80 yards and two touchdowns every week. But I, I think he's a guy that you can definitely start to flex or as your wide receiver too, uh, depending on matchup. Moving on to the next game, Tampa Bay playing against New Orleans. Tampa Bay wins this one 20 to 10. Michael Thomas had another big game, scored another touchdown in this one. He's number eight wide receiver on the year. I think that we can all agree that until we see something differently, Michael Thomas is somewhat back. And it's frustrating for me. I was all out on Michael Thomas. Al told me plenty of times about, uh, he reminded me of this plenty of times in last week's episode. Thank you, Al. The one player from this matchup I want to ask you is Tom Brady, who Trend. is the number 27 quarterback on the year. Scored 11 points in week one and nine points in week two. Is Tom Brady's time in the NFL as a fantasy quarterback over? That trap. You think Trend. it's a trap? You think he's going to bounce back, Nick? Yeah, I do. Okay. Mike Evans, by the way, uh, suspended in this one. He is appealing his suspension. So there is a chance that Mike Evans plays in week three. I wouldn't count on it. Not with the NFL and the NFLPA. They typically don't overturn these types of suspensions. He came across the field and blew up one of the New Orleans Saints cornerbacks. This is the second time he's lit up Lattimore. So this one is not in his favor when you compare tapes and he has done it twice to the same player in just as many years, I believe. So not good for Mike Evans. Will not have him in week three. Uh, very frustrating. I see Nick's laughing. Next game, uh, we have the Giants taking on the Carolina Panthers. The Giants are two and oh, that's crazy. Christian McCaffrey, you guys, is the number nine running back on the year, but you wouldn't believe me if I said that. I should have asked you if you knew what number he was on the year. It hasn't seemed like a good start to the year for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, DJ Moore, by the way, scored a touchdown on this one. That's a good sign. Saquon Barkley held in check for the most part, actually put up some good rushing numbers in the fourth quarter. But before that, it was horrendous. We should but, do a DJ Moore touchdown counter on this podcast. Oh, he's that one, everybody. Yeah, because, I mean, we only have three one. more to go. So <laughs> so in week six, we'll be back again, letting you know he has two touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey, you guys, trend or trap, is he going to finish as a tw- top eight running back on the season? Yes. Yep, trend. Okay. So did you I know Barkley's number four? Yeah. Well, he had a, an outstanding week one when you put up over 30 fantasy points as a running back in week one. And then he did have a serviceable outing in week two, 10 points without a touchdown. So it wasn't terrible. He was a touchdown away, Cody. He was a touchdown away over under on touchdowns next week. Come on under for Saquon Barkley. Actually, he gets all his work in the passing game, baby. That's where he racks up his fantasy value. Najee Harris, you guys, 15 carries in this one. And he had, let's see how many rushing attempts in week one, 10 carries. He has had 25 carries in two total games so far, put up 10 points and 11 points. Is this a trend for the new Najee Harris? They talked a lot about him not getting much uh, of the same, same type of workload where he was getting 25, 30 touches a game last year. 
they talked a lot about cutting that nearly in half or two thirds of that. So trend or trap on the volume for Najee Harris and where he's at. Trend. Trend. That that offense is terrible. Mr. Trubisky is awful. It's just, it's going to be a bad year for Najee. Yeah, not looking good. Uh, you had mentioned at the beginning of the show, Damian Harris out, right, with the injury. Sounds like he's going to be missing week three. No, 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 no. They, he, he said he's good to go. He says he's good to go. I don't, I don't believe think... him. We'll see. Well, I mean, he's not going to be out, out. I'm saying that there is a chance that he doesn't get a lot of practice in this week, and it could affect the starting lineup for week three, where Ramondre Stevenson gets some more work. Pass catching options came to life a little bit. You know, Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar did something for the New England Patriots. I'm still not starting any of them. Patty Fries put up a touchdown, only 22 yards through the air. But moving on to the next one, because we don't want to spend much more time on that one. Trey Lance out for the year. Jimmy Garoppolo, trend or trap? He looked good when he took over for this offense. Is he going to finish as a good streaming option? Trap. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Al and I have talked about this more than anyone. Uh, I think he's barely going to be a quarterback too. most. I mean, he's going to put up like 220 in a touchdown most weeks. That's sure. just what he usually does. So uh, if you got to start him and he's got a good matchup, go for it. But I just think you can probably find in a, in a one quarterback league, better options out there. A guy like Mariota or Daniel Jones, I'd rather stream over him. Okay. Next game, we have Daryl Henderson, who touched the ball 10 times to Cam Akers 15. Is Daryl Henderson going to continue on this this uh, trend that he's had? Uh, he's right now he's uh, the twenty three running back on the season. He had ten points last week, eleven almost eleven points this week. Trend or trap on that side of the ball? In my opinion, it's a trend. I mean, he has just been more serviceable than Cam Akers. I mean, week one, out touched to Cam Akers in week two. Is he? Do you do you think that this is a trend that he's going to split carries 50-50 with Acres, and he will finish outside of being a running back too? Let's let's go that direction. Oh, that's trapped me because sooner or later McVay is going to realize that Cam Akers is complete trash, and he's got to go with the hot hand. So trap. I think Henderson is going to be a decent streaming option all year. Other side of the ball, Kyle Pitts has looked horrendous. For fantasy purposes, okay? Fantasy purposes. If you watch the game, Pitts is an animal. He's something else. He's 21 years old playing the tight end position in the NFL, and he's great at it. But he's only had a combined less than six points in fantasy over the first two weeks. 2.9, 2.9 in half PPR leagues. Trender trap that Kyle Pitts is going to finish outside of the top five tight ends on the season. Well, that's a trend. You yeah. think he's going to finish outside of the top five? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. I, I just, it's, they're not, they're not using him. And Mariota runs the ball a lot. He, where, where he could dump down to Pitts, he's running. So I do. Unless I, something happens to Mariota. If, if Desmond Ritter comes in, then he will be a, a, a top five quarterback. If, if Ritter comes in. A top and, five tight end. Pitts will top be a top five, five tight end. I, I, I apologize. Uh, he he can be a, a top five tight end if Ritter comes in. But if Mariota stays in, no. All right. And then you, you had just mentioned, Nick, they're not using him. You know who they are using? Drake London. Trap or trend that Drake London is going to continue on this feast well, of a season. He's got an excellent start. 
Number 14. It's got to be a trend. They have nobody else. I mean, they have no other receivers. Number 14 wide receiver on the year so far. Great week. 20 points in half PPR leagues. If he's on waivers, which I can't imagine he is at this point, right? What are you willing to spend on Drake London? I don't know. 30%. Al? I'd go up to 40. Okay. But he's a guy more likely than not. He's not on. He's not on waivers. I don't, I don't see a league where he's on waivers. You starting to too much, wide, too much wide, hype on him. Wide receiver two every week. I mean, he has he has the the ceiling to be a wide receiver two. So are you, are you starting him as your wide receiver two? Like, is he is he starting to? If get I had him in any league, I would. Okay, so he's not even just a flex consideration anymore. Uh, we talked about Cincy, Dallas. We talked about Houston, Denver, Arizona, and. The Vegas Raiders. Josh Jacobs, I didn't have high hopes of him coming into the year. He's number 32 running back on the year. Do you think Josh Jacobs finishes inside the top 24? Yes or no? Yeah. Okay. So you think he has a bounce back coming up? Well, I don't think it's going to take much to get him inside the top 24. So I think it finishes inside the top 24, but towards the very back end of that. Okay. Zach Ertz has looked good continues to see lots of volume, obviously in that offense where they don't have any pass catchers. They have Hollywood Brown and uh, Greg Dorch who put up another good fantasy outing with another touch uh, his first touchdown of his career. Are you, I'm personally, and just for our listeners, those especially who are wondering what to do with Greg Dorch, I'm not touching him off waivers. Let someone else grab him. I think he has a trap in every way that you can imagine. What about Kyler Murray, you guys? Kyler Murray has put up good fantasy numbers the last two weeks, but we watched this game and we watched week one. He didn't look good until the very end of the game. Are you worried about Kyler Murray, yes or no? I'm worried about Cliff Kingsbury continuing to screw this offense up, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, I don't... Uh, uh, I'm not thinking highly of Kyler. In, this, mm-hmm. in the same way I thought when I came into the season, I thought Kyler was a top three quarterback. For fantasy purposes, I don't know if I believe in that right now at this point in the season. He'll be fine for fantasy this year, though. I mean, even if he doesn't, Jalen Hurts was last year, and he and he looked terrible real life. Uh, but I, I think, I mean, even if he's like that, Murray will be a, a quarterback one. So I think he'll be all right. Okay, next game. We're almost done here. Green Bay, 27-10 over the Chicago Bears. David Montgomery looked good in this one. Not just in the stat line. Obviously put up 14.6 points, 122 yards on the ground, and then two catches for 14 yards through the air. But he looked good. The eye test. Montgomery has been outstanding the last two to three seasons, and I'm, I'm happy with what I'm seeing there. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon on the other side of the ball. Is this a trend where they're just going to keep flip-flopping on who's going to be the most fantasy productive player each week. I yeah. think so. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> it's so frustrating. You guys. I mean, if in, when you get inside the 20, my guess is Dylan's going to be there, but Aaron Jones, you never know. They're both going to be on the field nonstop together because there is not one wide receiver or tight end on that team that I would consider even thinking about putting in a flex position, even in the deepest of leagues. So that, that offense is going to be determined by how much Dylan and Jones are on the field. People yep. want to know, Al and Nick, people want to know, do you cut Darnell Mooney 
and Cole Komet. I'll cut Komet. I'm not going to cut Mooney yet, though. You don't think so? Al, oh, you, you giving him yet. a little short leash, though? I'm not starting him. Well, actually, I, I have to start him this week because Mike Evans decided Ooh. to yeah. take a shot on Marshawn Lattimore. But, I mean, if if you don't have to start him, I wouldn't. I mean, until I'm... Justin Fields can figure it out. I mean, maybe if you're in like a six team league, you can cut him, but otherwise there's, there's not a, I mean, what are you going to cut him for Greg Dortch? Like I'm not I, no. personally, I'm not. I mean, I know he's looked awful. I think he has what, like two catches through two weeks or one catch through two weeks and Komet has like two targets through two weeks. Yeah. I'm fine with cutting Komet, but I'm going to hold on to Mooney at least for another couple of weeks. Just, I mean, Unfortunately, he's got no one to take the, the pressure off him. So, you know, teams can just kind of focus in on him. Yeah, I'm coming. Where's, Will, where's Will Fuller when you need him? Yeah, no kidding. Seriously, he's just sitting out there. Free agent. Somebody sign Will Fuller. Well, please. Both of these teams can use Will Fuller. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, seriously, why hasn't Green Bay signed Will Fuller? Of all people, you know, of all teams, I don't understand. There has got to be something else going on there. There's obviously more to the story. Yeah, somebody would have signed him already. Next game, Buffalo Bills 41-7 over Tennessee Titans. This was a blowout. Josh Allen didn't even play in the fourth quarter. To start the fourth quarter, our boy Case Keenum was on the field. And uh, furthermore, in this game, Stephon Diggs put up 148 yards, three touchdowns. Obviously a trend that he's going to finish as a top five guy. I, I think that's where most people drafted him, and that's where he's exploding to be in the uh, fantasy finish for the year. Traylon Burks looks good. You guys, I thought he not only passed the eye test, but I think he's putting up decent stat lines for a rookie, especially with those shoes. He has to fill. Yeah, I think, I think that's going to be a trend. I think he's going to be a target hog in that offense. Um, that's how it's been to start the season. Robert Woods does not look great. Are you able, are you willing to cut Robert Woods? If there's somebody better out there, but like, I, what about Julio Jones? If Julio Jones hit waivers because uh, he wouldn't didn't play in week two, are you picking up Julio Jones to replace Robert Woods? I'd rather keep Robert Woods. I mean, Julio Jones is is competing with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, Russell Gage. Not with backs. Mike Evans or Chris Godwin in week three. Not in week three. Okay, but I guess if you need them to start week three season long, I'm keeping Robert Woods. If you need to start one of them for week three, I'll take Julio Jones. Al. Derrick Henry has not looked like King Henry and he has put up 8.2 and 8.5 fantasy points in half PPR leagues. Is this going to be a trend where Derrick Henry does not finish inside of the top five for the running back position? This is a, a, another scenario where Derrick Henry didn't touch the field in the fourth quarter either. Uh, but when Derrick Henry's at his best, he's getting, what would you say, Nick, 25 to 30 carries a game. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Somewhere in the, in that 20 to 30, 30 range, couple, what, two, three targets, you know, maybe three, four targets catches two, three balls, lots of goal line work, you know? Yeah. And this offense has proven that they can't even get to the goal line. I mean, right. Derrick Henry scored a touchdown this week uh, early on. I believe the game was seven to seven, um, but that was after probably the first, the first drive for Tennessee. Uh, but, Derrick Henry rushed the ball 21 times week one, 13 times this week, had one target in the passing game in week one, zero this week. Um, you know, 
in my honest opinion, I'm going to, I'm going to take a chance here and go on a limb and say this and say Malik Willis is going to be starting come week six or seven. I think Tennessee, I, I think with what they have there, there's their receiving options. Yeah. Traylon Burks looks all right because there's absolutely nobody else there. Uh, they, they just look terrible. I, I think that I mean, offense, the same Malik Willis that went one for four for six yards and a fumble. Yep. Why not? What, what do you have to lose? I know the Tennessee if Titans are, you, you give them a chance to see if he can progress to become a starter. I mean, I, for me, th- there's absolutely nothing to lose here for them. And Derek Henry, th- they're loading the box because they don't have to play the coverage. A.J. Brown's not going over the top anymore. Julio Jones ain't on the outside like he was last year for the four games he played. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean seriously, it, to me, this is going to be a trend until they give the ball to Henry 30 times a game and lean on him like they pay him to do. Well, he's going to keep putting up terrible stats. So let me ask you this. If Derrick Henry puts up another fantasy outing where he puts up eight or less fantasy points against the Raiders this upcoming week. Yes, I would pick him up off the waiver wire. If he's <laughs> on the waiver wire. <laughs> Obviously, teams spent a top first or second round pick on Derrick Henry. Are you willing to trade low for him after week three? Yeah, I would. I mean, <laughs> here's a guy that could be the running back one at the end of the season if he does what he did before he got injured last year. But again, I think James Robinson, if he has another big week, puts up 20 plus fantasy points in a, you know, you're not getting Derrick Henry for James. Robinson. I'm not saying it's a one for one. I'm saying using James Robinson as a big piece of a trade to get Derrick Henry. I'm not that bad of a trader. You guys make me out to be like the worst person in the world. Well, Cody, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but these are so unrealistic that you're going to have to pay up no matter how you look at it for Derrick Henry, because he has the opportunity to go off any given week. When Cody says he's going to package James Robinson with someone, he means like his team defense. And Cody, <laughs> Cody's going to give you like the Broncos oh, defense goodness. and James Robinson and, possibly, and Case Keenum and Case Keenum. And you possibly guys are something his else. backup quarterback. Malik Willis. And his fifth receiver. And he will take Derrick Henry and naming rights to your first child. Last game, you guys, Philadelphia Eagles against our Minnesota Vikings. Everybody wants to know what oh, we think about the Minnesota man. Vikings. Jalen Hurts is amazing. Let's not, you know, don't talk about that. It was good to see, you know, obviously not against us, but Devontae Smith was involved seven for seven for 80. Um, Jefferson, obviously not great. Thielen was not involved until the fourth quarter. Irv Smith looked great, but he dropped a long touchdown. That was he did not look great. I mean, one okay, one play doesn't matter. He didn't look great. One play. He's he put up twelve in a in a. I'm just fantasy purposes. He put up twelve fantasy points. I don't first, care in his first week of the season. He dropped three balls. Are you picking him up off of waivers, and how much you're willing to spend? In a in a league right now, tight ends are awful. Put it, I mean, even Kyle Pitts, who is projected to be a top three guy, George Kittle, who is projected to be a top five guy who hasn't played yet. Are you willing to pick up Irv Smith and how much? Yeah, I'd pick him up 15%, 10, 10%. I don't even know if I go that high. I mean, yeah, I'd rather have a guy like Gerald Everett, Tyler Higby. I know they're not available, but y- you could have already picked guys up, you know, like that, either drafted them for free or picked them up after week one for 
darn near free. I mean, sure. I'm I'm just not huge on Irv though, so that's just me. Dalvin Cook, uh, number twenty eight running back on the season. Trend or trap? He finishes as a running back eight or better. I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb and say for the entire Minnesota Vikings team, I'm gonna say this is a trap. They came in unprepared. Uh, their offense coming into it, you know, the, their their head coach is gonna look at this and go, hey, we can't just solely rely on Justin Jefferson. We threw two interceptions in costly situations because we were only worried about getting the ball to Justin Jefferson. This team is going to look completely different next week when they take on the Motor City Kitties. They are going to rebound. They are going to look good. They're going to come out and they're going to smack the crap out out of Detroit. So to me, the entire team is going to go up from here and it's going to be a good rest of the season. We're going to bite your kneecaps off, Dan Campbell. Cook, I'm saying Cook's not finishing top eight running back, though. Yeah, it's tough. I think Cook is off to a slow start, and it's tough to rebound. If he isn't able to put up a few 20-plus point fantasy weeks here in a, in a string of them, like three, four in a row, he is going to be in rough shape as a, a running back one. So anyway, that is it for the rundown of our trend or trap players. And I hope that our listeners got a little bit of insight as to what to do with some of these players. That's, I mean, that's all the questions that I get from our listeners have been related to every single one of these players that we've mentioned today. So hopefully everybody has a better understanding of where we stand with each of these players, where we sit with whether or not we think this is going to continue to happen. With that being said, you guys, I think, uh, anything else for our listeners before we, uh, hit our week three, four, four sites or put our, our lock on to week three on Thursday. Yeah. Get those start sick questions in so we can uh, answer some of them on Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. Follow us on. Can you fantasy football on Instagram and Facebook C a N U fantasy football. And that is it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the can you fantasy football podcast. We'll see you on Thursday. Thank you. everybody. <laughs>